Hi, everyone. Welcome to Community Soulful. Um, we'll be wrapping up this month with Jillian. And what we're going to be talking about is what is night eating syndrome? Uh, we're super excited to have Jillian today because I absolutely have no idea as to what night eating syndrome is or anything about it. So without further ado, Jillian, can you answer the question on what is night eating syndrome? Yeah, thanks for having me. So night eating syndrome um, is a very lesser known eating disorder. And it's basically um, sort of a mixed circadian rhythm. You're getting up in the night and eating most of your calories in the night when most people would be sleeping. So most people get the majority of their caloric intake during the day. And those with night eating syndrome get it at night. So I've worked with varieties of um, different levels of night eating syndrome, where some people are not eating at all in the day, eating all at night. Some people are just getting up and having a snack. So there are varying levels, in my opinion, um, of what night eating syndrome can look like. But mainly, the main thing I look at is that need to get up in the night and feeling like you need to eat to go back to sleep. Oh, wow. I actually have a, um, a twin and, and I don't know if he has night eating syndrome, but I would say that he, he's probably nocturnal because what he could do is just absolutely not eat throughout the day and then switch his meals and only eat at night. So this is getting pretty interesting to me now. I think, uh, I think, yeah. I, uh, I think I found your, your next best <laughs> <laughs> client <laughs> for, for some people. And I don't think, I don't know if it would be technically be under the scientific, you know, name of night eating syndrome, but there are people who definitely eat, um, the majority before bed. Um, I think technically night eating syndrome is like when you go to sleep and then wake up and then need to eat. But, you know, the technical definition, there's still, like, I feel like the research on it still needs to go a lot deeper. Um, and it's, yeah, so it's basically at night, but I work mostly with people who get up in their sleep and it's not sleep eating, like they're conscious, but they feel like they need to eat to go back to sleep. So, I mean, I guess that will answer kind of my second question, which was what are some of the symptoms of night eating syndrome? And I guess what you just said was people will actually wake up and I'm sorry, were they conscious or not conscious when they are going to eat? They are conscious. Yeah. So with sleep eating, people are not conscious. Um, and it's interesting because I've had clients where it's a mix. So some have nights where they like don't remember, but then they have nights where they do and they are fully conscious. Um, so it's, it's interesting. As I said, I feel like we're still learning a lot about night eating syndrome so I'm always open to, you know, helping a variety of people because I find that like the key elements of not eating enough in the day and eating a lot at night and the shame around it are all very similar. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I definitely don't think I have night eating syndrome, but what I can say is when my family and I go out to a restaurant and I know somebody has brought home some great leftovers, I do... I do think those are my exceptions. I will wake up in the middle of the night and steal the leftovers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of people with night eating syndrome, like knowing that there's something in the house, like especially it's something that they would normally deem off limits, like that's their go-to. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, the, the, you know, then maybe I do have it. We'll, we'll have to talk after. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it's, if it's just in that one scenario, I wouldn't say, I'd say, the people with night eating syndrome, it's it's going to be a lot of the time, you know. 
Okay. But so, so how often would you say, like, if somebody's gonna 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 be diagnosed with this, how often would you say th- that they actually commit commit night eating? Yeah, and it's interesting the diagnosis because everyone I've spoken to, this is why I, I sound a little wishy washy with it because um, everyone I've worked with like has gone to therapists, psychologists, eating disorder specialists, and most people don't even recognize it. So. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't I've yet to hear someone who has officially been diagnosed or found someone who diagnoses it. Um, personally, you know, there's just again, those, those symptoms that I look for those main things of like, you're needing to eat to go back to sleep. Well, Jillian, then we just we just have some cutting edge stuff going on here. So I'm happy that we're talking about it. Me too. <laughs> maybe someone unknowingly has it, who knows, but you know, maybe you'll get a few new clients after this. Uh, but when I hope to help people it's there's a lot of um shame in it and that's why I started talking about it I posted a YouTube like three years ago and I got so many to this day from that video and other videos like an influx of email who are like I thought I was alone in this I've never met anyone else who has this no one understands I feel super alone and some people don't even tell like their husbands their wives like it's there's so much shame around, you know, there's shame around binge eating in general, but then to be getting up in the night and have something that's so seldom talked about. And like I said, even like rarely diagnosed and still a little misunderstood, there's that extra shame. I mean, that's horrible. Just living, I mean, it binge eating in, and the shame around that is horrible, but imagine like hiding from your spouse. Like I kind of can't imagine, um, but when it comes to, you know, nighting syndrome, since this is so new, um, what would you say that we've already know about it? So besides like what it actually is, what are things that may cause it? Or is it a genetic predisposition? What information do we have that's led up to, you know, how, it com- how, how we can actually realize that we have this syndrome? Yeah, generally across the board. And it's interesting because I've spoken to so many people, um, and sometimes it's a little different, but I'd say 90% of people, um, it starts with not eating enough in the day. And that can be because they had an eating disorder. You know, they were heavily restricting. Sometimes it's they were an athlete and they didn't realize how much they needed to nourish their bodies. Sometimes they were like a busy mom. They were just naturally under eating. So there's like so many variants of why people were under eating, you know, could be like they have a crazy job in the day or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then there's, you know, the odd time where, um, it can be, I've heard some people say it started from like a traumatic event, um, or something where it may have been a form of self-soothing. So there's across the board, some variants, but generally it starts as your body's just not getting enough food. So as a survival mechanism, your body and your mind are waking you up in the night to eat. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, and, and it's amazing how your body speaks to you. The more like people that I interview with, the more I realize like our bodies actually talk to us and, and more or less it forces you to listen. It's like night eating syndrome. It's almost like you really can't choose it or can't control. It's kind of like a force on you because if it's something that, you know, you're hiding from your spouse and that you you're getting in the, up in the middle of the night. I mean, how can you get that under, under control? And that's the, yeah, that's the really amazing thing. And I've seen also a trend in that so many people I work for are these 
you know, A-type personalities, super, you know, into control. And it's so frustrating for them because they're like, I, you know, am so controlled in the day. I eat, you know, a certain way. I do everything a certain way. And then I have zero control over this. And like you said, the body speaks loudly. If you're not getting the right nourishment, your body's going to start screaming for it. So when it comes to, uh, you just, I like what you just said when, um, when you're not getting the right nourishment, your body is more or less going to demand it. But when it comes to, you know, having night eating syndrome, what are some ways that people can treat it? So does it just mean changing your diet throughout the day and the caloric intake? Does it maybe mean changing your sleeping schedule? Um, or does it mean like actually locking up your, your snack cabinet inside your house? How, yeah. how can people move forward with night eating syndrome or actually try to find a solution from it? Yeah, I'm, I'm on some support pages. Some people really like locks. I'm personally not a fan because I believe in like full mental freedom. And for me, having locks feels like I'm not trusting myself and I'm not dealing with the underlying causes. So for me and my clients, I like to do a full approach because I found in my experience and in my healing journey, I had to approach it from three things. I had to do the nutrition and the food. I had to work on the hormonal element because obviously something was off with like my blood sugar, my cortisol, things that were causing me to wake up wide alert in the middle of the night. Um, And then the brain component and learning how to be able to pause in the night and really change my brain behavior to acknowledge this was not something I wanted to do, even though it was like so ingrained and so instinctual and felt like a loss of control. I learned that especially if I had, you know, the food and the hormones in line, I could stop and go, Hey, this is not serving me and I'm going to be free of this habit. I like that. I like that. This is not serving me and I will be free of this habit. And also um, just a question off the cuff, you were talking about hormones there. And I just wanted to know, is there um, more, I guess is is it more predominant in women than it is in men the night eating syndrome or does it does does your gender like have a, a, anything to do with it or maybe even like puberty or things like that I I've had both male and female clients um it's a tricky question because I think women are probably more likely to come forward about eating disorders than men I think there's a lot of stigma and shame there um, you know, and, and females might be more influenced to diet, um, which would cause night eating syndrome from overly restrictive dieting. So possibly more women in that sense, um, genetically, you know, it's, it's harder as a woman, cause we, in our cyclical years, you know, as the years where we're menstruating, we have more blood sugar imbalances and variables in every stage of our cycle. So there's a lot more to think about when it comes to properly nourishing our bodies. So I do with my clients always remind them of that. And, you know, it's like leading up to your period, your body needs more calories, your blood sugar is more imbalanced. So there's more to consider as a female and more, I guess, that could contribute to night eating syndrome. But overall, again, the main things that I find are that initial not eating enough And then that contributes to things like high cortisol level. A lot of people have um, issues with their blood sugar, 
you know, so we have to kind of look at that as a whole. And I find there's so much we can do nutritionally and then mentally with stress reduction and certain habits, especially at nighttime. That's interesting. Um, that's interesting. And, and of course, you know, being a female and having all those different variables and it costs to be a goddess. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Men will never know. But, (laughs) but if someone right now is, is listening to our podcast and they don't know what an eating syndrome is, or similarly to me just a few minutes ago, um, and, or maybe they're struggling with it silently, uh, not necessarily open with it. What best piece of advice would you be able to provide for them? Yeah, I'd say, first of all, know that you're not alone. Let go of all the shame. Like that's the, the, the number one thing. And then no matter what, eat enough in the day. It's so hard when you've had a binge at night and you've eaten at night. It's the last thing you want to do. But remember that, you know, change and change of habits is a process. And I want every day for you to wake up, press the big mental reset button and eat three meals, two snacks, like balance that damn blood sugar, get your body used to, because again, like the definition of um, night eating syndrome, it's like your circadian rhythm is off. You're up and eating at a time you should be resting and sleeping. So we really need to shift those habits. So we want to get you into a daytime routine first and foremost, where you're eating enough and you're eating regularly and it will be hard at first, but trust the process. No, you're not alone and, and work towards it because it will, it will give you so much more freedom. Thank you so much, Jillian. I love that. And I'm going to think about that every day, three meals and two snacks. Yes, absolutely. That, that sounds like the perfect day to me. (laughs) We all need it. And we, you know, you, you talk a lot about mental health, right? That is such an underestimated component of mental health as well. Again, is balancing our blood sugar and nourishing throughout the day. I struggle with anxiety and depression and that's like my number one thing and accountability with myself is like food is medicine in that way. And there's so many things that we need to help calm our nervous system and undernourishing you know, and relying on stimulants, we're, we're feeding the problem. Like we need, our brain needs that. It's a big, big under talked about thing. Oh yes, definitely. For sure. I mean, um, I, my family owns a few restaurants and they're called shine out in Colorado. And really what they, what they stand for is nourishment from within. And, um, so I started this podcast. I've probably said this in every recording. I started this podcast because I was in a car accident and I had a traumatic brain injury and hurt my brain and here I am. (laughs) And, uh, I knew nothing about mental health. So I started this podcast really just to, uh, start making people educated, aware, bring different topics to life, things that nobody's talking about, probably Googling and, you know, when I walked into this recording with you, I was just thinking, oh, night syndrome, I'm going to learn about something. But now when you bring up this topic of like how your body actually heals from through food and it affects our brain. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown because even though I hear it a million times, it's so much different when you actually hear it from, from a specialist. And it's so much different when you hear it from somebody that has clients that are struggling with food and struggling with shame. Because, you know, so many times 
do I like wake up in the morning and I'm not gonna lie sometimes I'll wake up and I'll have a croissant which I know is not good I, I need to cut that out not bad though we love a good croissant so well <laughs> but now I'm just like brain food I so by the way could you suggest any good brain foods is there like something yeah. that you know is a great snack to have yeah so brain foods I love like all the omega rich foods so thinking like you know salmon fish eggs chia seeds hemp seeds like all those things are going to be huge and then any tyrosine rich foods um, and tyrosine is found in like things like pumpkin seeds banana turkey those all boost serotonin so diet is yeah like a really underestimated powerhouse and the things that kind of rob us and deplete us of our brain, you know, for you, brain healing is going to be a big thing too. If you're still suffering from that, you know, getting things, avoiding things that are going to overstimulate like caffeine, sugar, all that kind of stuff. And I'm a big, like everything in moderation person, but I find in certain scenarios, I'm also um, recovering from a concussion right now. Like I'm like, I had to cut out sugar. I had to cut out certain things. And I find a lot of people with night eating syndrome, that really helps as well because their systems are like running too high, especially at night. So it's like, we got to bring that cortisol down, have like calming foods, avoiding anything that's going to kind of spike your blood sugar or cause any stress on the body. Yeah. And I like that. I like that you're an everything in moderation type of person because I'm an everything in excess type of person. So, <laughs> so maybe we'll be good together. But, but good luck with the uh, concussion. I know that's not easy. And um, I'm looking at, I'm looking at salmon in a different way. Now I'm looking at a cold cut sandwich of turkey in a different way. Does that count? Yes. Does that count? Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I guess I have my lunch planned out for tomorrow. I have my <laughs> dinner planned out for, for later. Um, but super helpful. Thank you so much, Jillian. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. I'm, I'm, Happy that you were able to come on. Uh, I know that you you were crunched on time today, but you really blew me out of the water. And thanks so much. I've learned so much about the nighting eating syndrome as well as diagnosing it. And 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 now I I feel like I can go out into the world with so much more knowledge. So my pleasure. And the more people we have out there who understand it and talk about it, the better. Because I think you know, like with mental health, again, shame is the most dangerous thing and us feeling like we're alone in this and we're not alone, no matter whoever's listening, no matter what you're going through, no matter how much shame you're holding, no, you're not alone. There's, you, you can let go of that. We're all in this together. Yeah. And I mean, amen. I totally agree. I, I started the podcast because I felt totally alone and the more people I reach out to and they're super impressive like yourself, Jillian, and they're and they say, okay, I'll record, I'll record a podcast with you. No problem. And I'm just like, oh, wow. So I, you don't have better things to do? You, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to me? <laughs> of course. I love what you're doing. And yeah, I think if, if you've struggled with mental health, you want to talk about mental health. We, we all need to have these conversations. I love what you're doing. These are all things yeah. the world needs more of. Yeah. For me, it's like half mental, half health. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, thank you again, Jillian. And uh, that's it on Community Soulful. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Jillian's information is going to be on our Instagram page. Feel free to follow her, get in touch with her. Um, I'm sure that if night eating syndrome is something that you struggle with or someone struggles with, she'll be able to help 
Um, Jillian, is there any other information that we should know about you? I know you said you have a YouTube. Um, what's your handle on everything? Yeah, my handle is Jillian Young Fit on Instagram. That's Jillian with a G. And my website's JillianYoung.com. Again, Jillian with a G, Young, Y-O-U-N-G. Okay. All right. Thank you. And everybody have a great day. Thank you.